Welcome back. Oh, wait, the claps. I gotta get the claps. Ooh. Mmm. Mmm. Welcome back to another episode of Fox Toes. I am Jason Lacey. I'm joined by my good friend, Mr. Lucas Rose. What's up? What's up, dogs? What's up, man? I forgot. I forgot I sent you that. So when it came in, I was like, that's not the theme song. Oh, wait. It is. Thank you, Jonathan Brown, for that sweet, sweet remix of the Flex Toes theme. That's right. We did it. How about that? I feel like uh, there's like a... There's like popular meme animation that I feel like uses those claps and it talks about them and I can't remember. Oh, it's um Strong Bad, the one Strong Bad. He's like in the clap and it's got the little crappy hand clapping <laughs> everything. Is you it know? during Come on the Hook with God? I mean, that's the best song in all of the brother chaps have ever put together. Fun fact, what would happen if the, the brothers chap and the brothers Duplass got together? internet wouldn't be able to contain themselves they wouldn't they wouldn't i don't i don't think so welcome to the show this is flex to plays episode two chrono trigger i'm gonna talk more about the game on this other show i hope you're wednesday that's right we're a day late this week deal with it this is flex we stream live usually every tuesday twitch.tv slash flex to 8 30 ish eastern standard time i hope your week's going great hope you guys are staying safe staying healthy and just making the best of a dire dire docs situation dire straits uh money for nothing that's right checks for free that's right and uh well yeah we're here to spice up your week give you some some fun times and you know we've got a patreon patreon.com slash flux and the discord server flux slash discord gets you in the server sorry i had to do the top of the show with all these links notes i'm contractually obligated if i don't lucas will kick me off the show rename the podcast and i'll be all done it's true it's true and then he'll just put the PSVG Prime episodes in this stream instead and call it a day. That's too much work. I would just I'm not just do Kevin anything. Do How about that? Oh, you can just not do anything. Lucas. What? I have beer. You have beer? It's a quest. I was, it was a dry house That's for like four good. days and I was sweating. I was sweating, man. I know. You were talking about it a lot, which is unusual for you. So That's I was like, mm, Man, I tell you what. I, you, you can identify a weekend in the house right now. Yeah, it's hard. It's very hard. And sometimes you just need a way to let that stress roll off your back. Yeah, for sure. You got to you got to wind down with an ice cool glass of Coors Light. And I need I need uh, alcohol to do that. Apparently, uh, chat chat's already getting feisty tonight. Lucas's podcast like name kiss from Lucas Rose on Flexi's grave. Uh, Dude, Reno wants to know who will replace me if he kicks me out. Uh, Michael McDonald. No, I knew you were going to say Criteria it. cast. Only he talking already, about the Criterion. He already does a movie cast. He doesn't a movie podcast. He doesn't need to I bet do... you he'd like to talk about movies twice as much. I bet you're right. Michael, you silly sausage. Uh, I would just replace you with Kevin, and then it would basically be PSVG Prime, but we would still have the name. You do two, you do two shows a week just because? <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. Oh, I need some wireless headphones. This cord annoys me. No, it's great. It's caught in my beard. You know, it's just troublesome. You sleep and it chokes you to death. You know, we weren't going to talk a little bit IRL, but I just want to point out that yeah. uh, you brought some cookies over. My wife is like, man, that Lucas, 
Yeah. He's looking he's looking good these days. He bent over oh, when he dropped damn. those cookies off and you barely better, recognized him. You bet him. I did. I dropped off those cookies. He may not be ring fitting, but he's still looking fit. I might not said. be tight, but I'm, you know, just. I mean, you saw a tiger and the tiger saw you. <laughs> Hunters put down their guns and pulled out their guns, if you know what I'm you know, saying. You uh, know, uh, Jess told me that, 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 how far along are you know here we go going off the rails again how far are you in tiger tiger i'm done so you know you know what's that guy's name that jeff whatever the douchey guy he brought in as the investor there towards the end that went out to vegas joe something no yeah joe something wasn't it well no joe exotic is yeah joe exotic that's right yeah so was it jeff i don't know too many j names either way apparently there's netflix is in is producing like a couple more episodes that's the rumor that we heard. Like after, well, of course they want lightning to st- strike twice. Those greedy bastards. I can't remember uh, his name, but he was a shady bastard. I know that he much. was. Follow up with the chats. Hot takes. Tom Servo falls asleep with headphones every night. Still alive, bitches. Come at How me. How does he know? And Dude Reno says he would keep watching if you replace me with Danny DeVito or Nicolas Cage. Oh God, replace us both with both of those people, and it would be something worth Ooh, watching at that point. That's even better. What if we can just sign them up? Okay. I get to be, can Danny DeVito play me and Nicolas Cage play you? Yeah. And they, like, are like us, it. but they're them. I like it, us. Jason. I like it a lot. I don't even know how I to don't do know what Danny. I'm, how do I, I even do a Danny DeVito? Danny DeVito. I don't know. You just got to <laughs> yell, get real low. I mean, <laughs> our, our range is very small. We have a very not even recognizable Christopher Walken to a one-line Michael Caine to, like, a Four Michael line Kine. Ray Romano. Well, That's what we got. and Owen Wilson. Basically, we can only do people who say wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> or, wow. Say own, or say their own name. I'm a, I, <laughs> yes. I, okay, do a, do a wow as Michael Caine. Wow. <laughs> I can't. Get really <laughs> British up. Oh. Uh, yeah, wow. how, dry, how dry do you got to get, you know? Yeah. I'm Michael Wow. 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 <laughs> You want to talk about Chrono Trigger and save this podcast from everyone now? Sure. Popular segment, even if you guys don't think so. Remember a while back we decided we're going to break apart the show and separate all its crusty goody bits into separate things. And now they all are their own entire separate thing. I did fix the feed because I noticed I was posting episodes with the wrong episode numbers. I didn't like that. So this is like our 304th or 305th total episode. But this is episode number two of the newly branded Flux to Pose, Flux to Plays. And we made Chrono Trigger our selection. This is the second time we've talked about it. Last Previously, we discussed the game's backstory as a whole. Now we're going to give you a little deep dive into the gameplay of Kronotrigir. The, the meat on the bone. What the hell you'll actually be doing while you play this beautiful, beautiful SNES cartridge that none of us are playing on. A that none of us are playing on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I haven't, oddly enough, I, I haven't talked about it because we haven't discussed it on the show. The day after our episode aired, my brother was like the first or second day he was working from home. And he's like, oh, I'm so bored. I was watching your podcast. I was like, oh, okay. thanks for the you must be bored for the, for the great seal of approval. But then he's like, I've never even heard of Chrono Trigger. That makes me a bad gamer. I was like, well, you were like five when it came out. I'm and we didn't even own a Will? Super Nintendo. So I think I'm going to give you a pass. Was this Will? This. No, Garrett. Oh, it was Garrett. Really? And so immediately I he was he like, gained. he downloaded it on his computer. But for some reason... Uh, the computer that he has won't recognize Windows won't recognize the video driver. 
that his graphics card needs. It's one that we used at the office a long time ago. And for whatever reason, oh. this AMD card is not compatible with like the Windows 10 upgrade. So it's using the oh, basic God. Windows driver, which, which isn't good. So it can't even run the two monitors. It's all effed up. I'm going to have to like just replace the card for him at some point. So the game wouldn't run on the computer. So he just bought it that night on his phone on through the on app on, so he's been playing he's playing the iphone version wow and he, he like that first week he logged like I mean, wow he was way he was way ahead than either of us were at that point and he i think i remember while, you but, said he was pretty far yeah he's probably three quarters of the way through the game i think Jeez. so he should be in my place because apparently everyone <laughs> played it a lot faster than i did <laughs> yeah but you have a family to juggle too so literally he's worried He's in difficult. quarantine. He doesn't have a whole lot going on. So. That's true. That's true. That's true. Now that that's out of the way and we've segued and tangented plenty enough for one show, yeah. let's get to back onto the subject at hand. Let's talk Chrono Trigger. Let's first start macro level. When you're t- we're talking about Chrono Trigger, let's compare it to other typical RPGs of that timeline. Uh, you've had your Final Fantasies. You've had... What uh, was Shining Force? I'm sure was around there. Yeah, but that's a little I mean, bit I, different because that's. I'm more not like even sure like what were popular tactics. RPGs of that era, besides just referencing everything that Square. I mean, made. there but, were there were a ton of like off brand. See, that's the thing is I only really remember, uh, like Final Fantasy, but I'm sure Illusion of Gaia, uh, Secret of Mana, which we've talked about, uh, Terranigma, Lufia. Breath of Fire. Oh, yeah, that Breath one. of Fire. What about uh, what's the one you're playing? The dra- uh, Dragon Quest that was around back then, and then yeah, that was. I'm surprised it didn't come up actually. With all but other everyone, shooters. when you think of RPGs, you you all you know what's magic. You got the little bars that fill up in the turn-based combat. So much like every the popular RPGs of the era, your you Chrono is a silent protagonist that the player leads through this journey with a host of companions. Now apparently he does have a couple lines of dialogue. In one of the endings, what? I read about, which is possible, but I mean, for the most I've part, just he doesn't. I, I don't, how do you feel about that? I don't ever really like that in games when the he clearly says says things, yeah, because the party reacts in response. What you to say? Him. Your name's Chrono? <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> but you know, stuff like that happens. I think it's. You never get it. I I think it's. It was less ridiculous back then, but now, I mean, obviously, on a SNES cartridge, like, does it really matter if he's silent because? Uh, you're not voicing him or anything. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's like that whole immersion type thing, but I yeah. don't know. He's a stand-in for dialogue. you, you know? They want you not to, they don't want to put words in your mouth because right. they assume you, it's your power fantasy. So, I don't care. I could care less, <laughs> yeah. honestly. Just let him talk. Yeah, so he's silent protagonist, and navigation consists of a larger overworld map combined with smaller 2D areas representing towns, nature, dungeons, etc. And you know, you get it, you guys get all the rest. You got your items, you've got your statuses, effects, things of that nature. Da da da. Yeah, the RPG. Exactly. You know, you know what we're dealing with. But yeah. here's what's a little different with Chrono Trigger: instead of random encounters, which is a, probably one of its biggest differences, you know, you're not going to wander around a, an over map, an overworld map, or an actual dungeon or area and just randomly get into battles. Because let's face it, like sometimes that's the most annoying thing when you take two steps, <laughs> yeah, battle, two steps, battle. You're just trying. I'm like, I just want to get to that safe point. Stop, yep. Knock it off. And this, you know, the enemies are always there. Only a couple, 
only in rare, very rare areas where you just you won't be able to see the enemies and you randomly get into. Well, I shouldn't say that randomly because they're like placed there specifically. There's they're like, like ambushes, basically. Yeah, that have to happen. But otherwise, you always see the enemies on the map. And you can avoid them because of this. Sometimes you can't, but sometimes you can just run around them and, and avoid combat. If so, mm-hmm. if it's up your choosing. And instead of a transition to a battle screen, it all happens on that same map level environment. It just seamlessly your character party splits up, character's position, and combat ensues. Now, only uh, change to this or certain boss battles have a little transition to maybe some different scenery or something happens. But for the most part, it's always it always happens that way, and it it just flows nicely. You know, it doesn't. There's not like an abruptness to the gameplay. I don't know. It yeah. just I kind of you get used to it very quickly. And I really like it. And I guess couldn't we say I I didn't have to get a chance to research this, but which was the active battle system? Was that was this one of the first games that Square? I think the way that it was handled is differently because it was used in Final Fantasy, but I think it was it was when somebody's turn came up, it would pause, and then you would put issue the command and then the command would carry out and then time would continue kind of like final fantasy seven. Like you always have that. I was going to, th- I was going to think it. Cause I remember having the setting. I remember like you can change it. Like if you want it, like in the menus, it could be paused. Cause that's, we'll talk about this later on, but that's like, sometimes you're digging through for a specific item and you start getting, you're panicking cause you can't find it. And you know yeah. that the enemies are going to keep on attacking you. If you don't, um, if you don't get hurry the hell together. Yeah. yeah. And exactly. I will say during that time, the way that the cursor navigates on the screen can be a pain in the ass when left is right and right is left sometimes. Very annoying. Well, I have two screens, so I can just use the touch screen <laughs> and do this and see that. Well, fine. <laughs> fine, then. I mean, it. I, 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 liked, I liked this, and I think a lot of it, it, it lives in my memory. I just remember so much. It's funny how much of this game I remember and I didn't think... I did, and it's funny now that I can think back about it. When I played it on my PC, I was I did play it to the end of this game. I just never, I was at you get to a spot at the end where you've completed everything, mm-hmm. and then you have a series of optional side quests you can do for each character and objectives you can do to kind of power yourself up and you know, obtain some items, or you can just go fight Lavos, yeah. the big bad of the game. And I was like, well, let's see what happens. And I went and fought Lavos and got my butt kicked. And I was like, well, I'll come back to it. And then I never did. So, <laughs> and, and it's just yeah. funny how much like the and I'm sure you can identify because you've started this game numerous times, how familiar that first section of the game is. And then you get to a point where you're like, I don't really remember any of this. Yeah. Well, I mean, when we talk about what's been going on in the story, this is about the time that it was like, what the hell am I supposed to do now? Because it's pretty obvious and you're kind of led along for a little while, but then uh, eventually it kind of opens up and you start having different pathways to go, different places to go. And, Whenever you say that, I always think of Metal Gear Awesome. They're like, what the hell am I supposed to do? <laughs> or, or it doesn't. I can't remember if Carol says that, or I can't remember. It's just funny. Ah, oh, we got to find a way to reference. It's been a while. Got to find a way to throw a Metal Gear Awesome. Throw that in there. there. We should just make Let's... Metal Gear our next flex to plays. Man, I haven't played Metal Gear Solid in a long time. And I know you like those lines for faces. Uh, let's talk about it, combat. Yeah. I thought this, um, I thought, if you don't mind, I thought this, um, I have a d- couple of uh, quotes from some interviews that I found with sure. the development team. This one's from Aoki. He says, this system was, uh, the 
active battle system also allowed us to prepare a bunch of cool or no sorry not the active battle system the whole system of uh uh, uh battles and stuff happening without a transition just happening on sure. the place that you're at uh, it allowed us to prepare a bunch of cool little individual scenes. For example, you're walking down the path and your foot gets caught in a vine and then enemies that were hiding in the bushes suddenly appear. We, cre- we created over a hundred of them all by hand. Like the event system, the battle system was another way for us to make Chrono Trigger more exciting and dynamic. For us creators who had to make all these scenes, though, it was very difficult. So they made all like those ambush sequences basically by hand. Now, okay. this event system will come into. We'll talk about a little bit later, um, that he says. But okay. yeah, I thought it was kind of crazy that. I mean, it makes sense. They had to go through and basically construct ambush encounters and stuff like that because I mean, it's not like with a random battle thing. You don't have to worry about that. You're just randomly walking around and getting a fight and whatever. But here, mm-hmm. they had to actually go out of their way to not just place enemies, but also keep you on your toes by uh, making up story reasons why you'd yeah. ambush or whatever. And like, and I, I don't know if this game you need to as much, but because of the system, I think it, it makes it a little harder to grind because you can't just go to an area with harder enemies and just run around and constantly get into battles. You have to like leave and leave the whole screen and come back. It's much more time yeah. consuming. I found and that I, a, a problem when I was trying to grind uh, the feathers, horns, and, and all oh, that stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, I couldn't – we'll talk about that when we get to there. But, um, yeah, I that's that whole – same. I went through that same that same problem. And it's interesting with this game because, you know, you only have um, – you know, the max hit points is 999, where in yeah. other RPGs, you know, you can get to the up into the four-digit range. And you – I think right around in the, the 50s is where you'll max out your hit points in terms of oh. the level like because i think i think you can get i think you're right around you can get to the end game and right like right around the 40s i think is like you're you know like around 42 to 45 okay. i think would be your, your level so it would be interesting to like how much of that is required um i have a part that i'll talk about which kind of prolonged my experience and kind of power leveled my characters which i wasn't exactly attempting to do mm-hmm. but um yeah was this what happened so let's talk about that active battle system yeah a little bit more with a breakdown of what it is involved so in case we just imagine that you know you each character has a speed uh statistic and that's how fast your action bar fills up when your action bar is full full then you can either attack use an item use magic um there's no defend command in this game yeah and I noticed, well, interesting enough too, like statuses aren't um, as prevalent, I think, as at least by you as an attacker. It's like you can't, you don't have poison. Like I noticed there's no poison. You don't have a way to poison enemies or. Yeah, but or, you can be poisoned, which is weird. You can be poisoned. And it, there isn't like slow isn't really a thing. You can stop. There's a stop skill or a status that'll stop your bar from progressing and things like that. And confuse yeah. is still a thing. I mean, all the populars are there. Confuse. There's poison. There's stop, uh, rage. Uh, what was? Uh, what's the haste, which you know quickens how fast your bar fills yeah, up. So sweet. once the bar is active, you can attack. But here's the thing: with this active, the system, it's constantly those bars are constantly filling. So in previous games, when it was your turn or your action, time would stop until you made a selection, and then it would go. 
In this case, it's always moving. So if you're taking too long in a menu, choosing what you're going to do, your enemies are going to keep their bars going to fill up and they're going to automatically make their attack and progress mm-hmm. and go through that. So it's kind of, it always it, like it creates this sense of urgency and always kind of had to be thinking ahead and try to figure out what you want to do. And then when you're trying to carefully select a skill or a, a team attack that you want to use, creates a little, I found a little, little, little treachery for you. Here's two things that I found while playing. One is that the speed, because everybody has a speed stat, it uh, maxes out at 16. Yes. And it's the only stat I think that can max out, or no, all the other ones max out at 99, I believe. Um, and I don't think they go up. They only go up with no, with uh, accessories, your speed stat. I don't think it ever um, gets any better, does it? Or it does you, very you slowly. Can get, you can get tabs in the game, which is a one, one-time use consumable oh, yeah. that will permanently increase the statistic. So you get magic, power, and speed. Yeah. Um, strength. strength. Well, I guess strength and power, I think, might be the same thing. And it's interesting. Like, I was reading about it. Like, the strength tabs don't – like, strength doesn't exactly correlate with the damage you do physical attacks that would yeah i wondered about that because with ayla her attack is zero but obviously she doesn't do zero damage yeah and you can't upgrade she doesn't ever change weapons she always fights barehanded yeah she's an interesting character and we'll we'll talk about that later on too but Ayla's very um i that character that i never really used before yeah until this time. The, the um, other the other thing that I found out too was you can actually if you're lucky enough to kind of have everyone timed at the same uh moment so that basically you're only waiting a few seconds for everybody to be able to go. If you do a combo or attack that takes a little bit of time, you have that time to figure out what your next move is going to be with the other people who are still mm, available. Cuz mm. you can still move the the uh like you can still make selections on what moves you're going to do and everything, what types yeah. you're going to use. So I found that to be helpful too cuz once you get in a rhythm, especially if you're in a boss fight where you tend to do the same thing over and over and over again just to exploit a weakness, uh that has been very helpful for things like um what is his name, Nizbul or whatever, the uh yeah, triceratops. The, the, the... The dinosaur that's that you face in uh, against the reptites. Yeah, I was having a hard time because I knew about the using lightning to to lower his defense, his physical defense. But I kept getting effed by the electrical discharge. But it turns out if mm-hmm. you were able to hit him immediately afterward, that won't happen. And I didn't yeah. figure that out until the second. There's fight. like certain there's certain like. Um, actions like that that like each boss has a weakness or has like a preferred action like almost a way to do that like yeah he, you know use lightning to weaken his defense and then there's something else that you can dissipate to discharge a skill much like in um is it okay so we're going to talk about the sword and that battle at some point on but how do you pronounce it is it masamune or is it masamune i've always said masamune masamune that's what i always masamune. did too masamune. i feel like almost like masamune is might be the Jap- like More maybe Japanese, like Japanese. The Japanese I think pronunciation. that's because it's. I don't know if it's a Japanese origin word, but like if they were to say that in Japanese, they would pro- they would have to say Masamune because I don't think they have like a silent e, mm-hmm. or so, you know some some reason like that. I'm sure I'm wrong, but I think the reasoning behind that is because of their structure of words and stuff and the, sure. their language. So yeah. Well, let's, I know let's there's lots battle. of it wouldn't be a it wouldn't be an RPG game if you hadn't if you couldn't figure out how to pronounce something. <laughs> right. So let's backpedal a little bit. So we have your physical attacks, you have items with your your potions, your ethers, um, your 
I can't even remember the items, everything that um, revives like and what removes statuses and yeah. Uh, a variety of th- elixirs, a variety of things and that water you know, or something. Yeah, that, that that do various. Your typical know, things. Your typical things in battle, and then you have your tech skills. So this is your your magic abilities, and you, so every time you complete a battle, you earn experience. Uh, gil, right? Is Gil the money? Is the currency in this? I can't remember what the actual. I don't remember. Probably. I can't remember what the currency is. Who cares? It's, it's not money. anything. You money, yeah. And then you earn um, SP, so spell points or skill points. And then as you earn those, TP. you un. What's that? That was TP. TP, yes. Because I always think toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> you I'm earn stupid. you earn TP, and that's what your characters, um, how they unlock new skills. Once they, you know, it's predetermined amounts, and they unlock new abilities. And by having char- different characters in your party, you unlock different um, um, double. Dual and triple skills, which are your, you have to have your the action bar full for all the characters you want involved, and they team up and do a team attack on the enemy for, in most cases, more damage. And the animations are really cool for massive damage, and they're just cool to see. And that's another yeah. thing that kind of sets Chrono Trigger apart that we didn't have in games before. Are these specific team attacks like this, which are cool? Yeah. Like I, I love Frog and Chronos. You know, a, a lot of cool swordsmanship, like. Frog jumps up with the sword, stabs him to an enemy, and then Chrono brings lightning down and hits yeah. it. It's just it's they, really cool. What's cool about it, too, is the way that they – a lot of the time your people, when you're playing an RPG, they don't feel like they're on the battlefield together. They don't ever really do anything together um, When in typical RPGs of the time. You just select a char- character, they do their action, and that's that. They don't ever team up like this. So it makes mm-hmm. it feel like they're fighting as a team – which to me helps uh, perpetuate the story a little bit because you yeah. feel like these people are actually in it together as opposed to lined up like, you know, the intro of the X-Men when they're all coming together at the very end and it's just bad guys on one side, good guys on the other mm-hmm. side, and then they just kind of go at it. The other thing I like too is that they basically took magic and physical attacks, like special physical attacks, and combined them into one and just said te- like techniques. Uh, mm-hmm. special techniques which is cool because to me i think we've talked about before where magic users tend to just you know they start out really weak but then as you continue throughout the game they start to get massively overpowered and it feels like you barely ever use your warriors for anything just because they're they're there to soak up damage but they don't do anything special you know what i mean they don't really do anything that that feels like magic they just hit a lot of times or or mm-hmm. whatever Really, it just is based on whatever they're wearing or wielding. But here, if you're a swordsman, if you're a magic user, sometimes you're both. Uh, it's really cool how they've combined that, and I really like that. Not only combining uh, magic and physical attacks into tech, but also combining those moves to make new moves, like you talked about with uh, a electric cyclone or a dark, yeah, crazy ass laser show or whatever it's interesting too that they changed the names from the original like in the version i'm playing they changed the name of some of the skills and some of the items and the abilities oh really so what you're familiar with in the original game might not be the same but what i play like i know i know frog and um there's a triple tech that frog chrono and and marl do Mm -hmm. and it's named something different on the ds version as well as one of chrono chrono's abilities i believe it's called frenzy in the ds version and it wasn't called that in the initial game he like it's a, I think it's like a ten mana skill or MP skill, and he does like a series, like four attack, four sword attacks on the enemy. Uh-huh. 
Um, and it does damage, and that's named different. So it's kind of interesting, like how those happen in I'm different see versions if, of the games. I'm gonna see if I can find the different names. Um, and then, like as Lucas mentioned, you know, you're using those tech and abilities to do various tactical things. Like we mentioned, it gets it gets certain enemies to either lower a defense or to remove. Sometimes you have to like there's an enemy can have more than one. Like in your bosses, they can have more than one focal point. They can have a couple arms in battle or some. Um, minions that you that you have to take out before a defense opens or by taking out destroying this part it makes another part harder to defeat so for various things to, to think about and you have attacks you know your standard attacks that hit just one or you have area of effect spells or your 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 team techs that hit more than one you know may hit enemies in a straight line might do again do an area of effect what i did find interesting is like you know you have lightning and you have lightning too that does hits all enemies but then there's you're you're waiting for like lightning three which is like the ultimate version of it but it doesn't come there is just just lightning one and lightning two yeah i mean and especially from like final fantasy uh i think that's where that comes from yeah you get get stuck in there and i I didn't mention that all uh characters have each one has a different um elemental focus so chrono has lightning frog has water marl has ice which is again considered water luca has fire um Ayla doesn't have any magical skill. Robo has robotic this tech ability, which is considered shadow. Yeah, shadow. Um, Magus has shadow abilities. And did I name everybody? I think I threw. I mean, there's I only I threw. four. I think four that's all five, five characters. Right? Nobody or has six. Earth. That's kind of weird. Yeah, there's no like earthquake or anything like that. There's no Captain Planet. Been, which would I, I feel like that would fit good for for Ayla somehow earth you know? yeah i do too but it's all cool things yeah all cool things yeah i find it so, we'll talk a little bit more about the battle system uh when we bring it full circle as we like to say graphics lucas yeah i put this in with the gameplay only because it kind of affects what you see as you play as opposed to putting it in development because we already had plenty for the development yeah. side of things. Well, I'll give you, I'll get through the the boring the word speaks that Lucas was so nice to combine for us here. <laughs> uh, during the last half year of development, memory went from 24 megs to 32 megs, which went went mostly to graphics and music. Thanks to this increase, events like Magus's Castle were able to look even better. Other more elaborate elaborate set pieces were now possible as well. I would say that I did notice as many times like the set pieces it in just visually this game looks awesome. Yeah, like, I think games, I think this still sure. looks graphically just as nice as some of the 2D games they're making now. Like like the water that's in the background. I mean, yeah, it's not as complex, but it's still it's just it's still nice. Like there's some vistas, not a whole lot, but there's still like you're climbing a mountain. There's some vistas you can see. Yeah, and yeah, it's not dynamic open world, but just the the sprite work in the background just looks really good. They, and all the characters are nicely detailed, and much like most RPGs in that we're used to, your character models always look the same. Like you're getting more armor, but they still are classic characters. But at least yeah. in this, their weapons change. So when yes. you upgrade their weapons, at least those like visually look different. At least a different color. Obviously, the Masamune is looks visually stunning compared to any other sword. Yeah. But at least there's like little differences there. Yeah, and even we, if, like the the swishes that come out of them sometimes. Cause yeah. Because for Robo, you know, it doesn't really make much of a difference because yeah. it's just his hand. But uh, it. Still, yeah, it still creates a difference to make you feel like you're powering up. And I do, I feel like there's parts uh, like when you go to Magus's castle and you see the moon and the dragon 
mm-hmm. and everything. Like they really set an atmosphere with all of this work. It's not just like you said, it doesn't look super realistic or anything, but it sets a, a tone and a mood. And I mean, along with the audio, whew, it's you got Don't you love the rock influence of Magus's castle when you get, you have Ozzy and flea and yeah. uh slash slash. And then is there, is there one other? Is it just those three? Uh, it's there. I think it's just the three, but I think there's other references like that in the game. Gotta love it. I'm surprised there's no Lemmy. <laughs> no, that's uh, that's that uh, brutal legend. I was. <laughs> uh, also, the opening pendulum that you see in the intro title screen was made with similar computer graphics as Donkey Kong Country. This computer-generated technique was used sparingly throughout Chrono Trigger to maintain the balance of hand-drawn sprites to 3D-generated graphics. And I think the other way you see a lot of heavy graphical work is just in the the anime, like the spell animations. You see various conjuring and like some spinning 3D triangles. Yeah, the, the dark. I always think of the Magus like 3D. It's like dark magic is apparently 3D is triangles with stars. In yeah, them. <laughs> very very complex. I, I mean, it, 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 we'll get to this next, but it is amazing because when you start to have these technologies uh, become more popular and prevalent and uh, easy, actually attainable, it's easy to just want to throw it all into a game. You yeah, you know? don't want to use the, the kitchen sink approach. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's kind of sometimes the American approach to video game making. I mean, even now, but there's something to be said where if you start designing a game and then all of a sudden this technology comes out and you just want to be like, let's, let's do it all in this um, and redo the entire thing. Sometimes it works out. Look at borderlands, you know, that was supposed to be super realistic or whatever. And then it turned out to be, don't talk about Randy Pitchford on this podcast. (laughs) I dare not. He's a big jerk. He's a poo poo head. Uh, But yeah, like it is cool that they were like, let's utilize this technology but we'll use it sparingly so that we maintain the vision that we've had throughout this. I mean, I just, I mean, what a vision. Well, let's talk about it. Too many ideas. Too many ideas. Yes. Some enemies can only be killed by certain weapons, but the developers found the mechanic annoying, so it was removed. Because what if you didn't have that weapon? Yeah, they I mean, use the example. Gonna, that's gonna painfully punish the player. Yeah, they exam. They use the example of the bow and arrow, which meant basically moral. And so, mm-hmm. if you didn't have that person there. Well, you just can't, you can't go forward, or you yeah. just gonna have to sit there and grind with the worst damage ever. It's tough enough because I feel like you almost always want to have an elemental balance to your, to your, your team, and that, that I hated that sometimes because I didn't really want to use that character, or I, it felt like I hated when it forced my hand at what, what my party makeup had to be, mm-hmm. you know, and. I mean, yeah, yeah, you can get through areas regardless, but it's going to be a heck of a lot more challenging when you don't have that boost that either these enemies are weak to or it just does you know massive damage comparatively yeah. uh, scenes and events were originally planned to allow the player to roam around freely while cutscenes were playing and the npcs and enemies would react to your actions this was eventually scrapped and that seems a little advanced for the era too yeah. and for the super nintendo because i mean how could you plan that just seems hard from a development standpoint because how could you plan for everything like a characters could do that's what that's the event system they were talking about in that other quote they were saying that like they it was before it was from a um interview before the game was completed and they wanted to be able to they they said if you were in a boss fight and the boss was doing a spiel and you started to walk away he'd be like 
oh, why aren't you listening to me? And then a combat <laughs> would ensue. Just start. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this game already did have enough opening. Like, there's a lot of a lot of stuff in the scenery you can interact with um, yeah. while you're going through. I hate to say dungeon, but I mean, when you're going through a one of the dungeons in the world, you know, there's a lot of environmental things to interact I, with to, to find and unlock. And, I always think of the uh, guy that's in the prison cell of the Guardia tower or whatever and you touch him and he's turns to dust turns to bones yeah or bones Bleh. yeah exactly so things like that add a little more life to the world and you have another uh quote here from an interview from higuchi i'll be uh, Matsui. okay our process was that if an idea came to us we'd always try it out but if it felt boring we'd toss it out right away the one thing you're not permitted is to bore the player after all if you add ideas that are boring just because they've written just because they're written there in the original planning docs, then you're then you're just a developer on an ego trip. When in doubt, cut, cut. it out. Well, yes. he didn't say to cut it out, but you got to rhyme it. He said, "When in doubt, cut." Well, it will cut. Cut uh, it out. I couldn't decide if I wanted to cut it out or it will cut, Doug. It will cut. Um, there's really a mountain of ideas that we tried and then cut. We wouldn't know if it would work until we coded it and saw it in game. But then it was like, yeah, this wasn't very interesting after all. You always make those revisions when you create a game, but with Chrono Trigger, it really did feel like there were too many ideas at first, and you weren't sure what kind of game this was supposed to be. I'm sure we made the programmers' lives hell with all our changes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it could have been a much different game, really. Yeah. I mean, things if things went differently, they would have went down a different path. I, and I mean, that initial vision seems rather ambitious for the time period. You know? Yes. Yes, it definitely was a diamond in the rough that they had to sort of just press it, press it, press it, and refine it. <laughs> poop out that let's, diamond. As we like to say, let's bring it full circle. Ooh. We have an update. We have an update. Unfortunately, Mr. Sirs has not had much time to play at all between work and being physically and mentally exhausted, yeah. which I understand he's working nights and he's helping out with you know, the family. It's just, it's a lot. And the original version of the game he had wasn't playable. So he had to get another version. So yeah, when you wait. can join us, Grouchy, you'll join us. You'll be, it's all good, man. We'll still talk Life to happens. you about it. This isn't, we don't just play yeah. a game and then never talk about it again like some yeah. places. So we, Lucas had a few key points to ask. Who is consistently in your party reached out to... Those of you that are playing along with this, if you are playing Chrono Trigger or would like to participate, please let us know and we'll get you included in the future episodes. Who's yeah. consistently in your party? Zenith, I have actually changed characters quite a bit. I forgot how much they make you change your party until you finally unlock all the characters. Yeah. I really appreciate that you don't keep Frog, Ayla, Luca, or Marl when you first get them. But when I have the choice, I typically go with Chrono, Frog, and Ayla. If I don't have Frog, then I use Marl for healing. Often I'll put in Luca or Fire Magic. And once I get Ayla, I rarely touch Robo. Ooh, that um, hurts me. It's interesting too that to mention like this game, you can change characters at any point, not just at a save point. Like anytime you can just go into the menu and swap your party around. Yeah, as long as you're I not find, in combat. Yeah, which is, I find that's kind of a another change from original RPGs. Lucas, what about you? Well, I mean, I'm not as far as you are, but uh, I found like like he mentions, you can only use certain people at certain times, but when I'm allowed to just select from anybody, I found myself with Chrono, Frog, and Robo, actually, because I just, I don't know, I like that damage output, and there's another reason that'll come later, but they just seem to be the most powerful for, for me. The only thing I'm missing personally is Lucas Fire. 
I, I like Ooh, her. Yeah, fire, that's so. the one thing. You like again, you like to have that that elemental balance. I found yeah. myself. Um, I don't. I I would sometimes not have Chrono, but I feel like you know he's like the main character. If we like, so you, I always feel like you almost have to have Chrono in there, and he has yeah. a couple of abilities that are just too good to pass up. And I feel like he he mashes he meshes up so well with a frog. I always liked having frog in there because they, their sword techniques and would always and then they just they pair they pair nicely together. And then like a I wine would, and cheese. I would oddly enough I had would have Marl a lot too, just because of um, I feel she's like the superior healing character and she has the revive skill that nobody else has. Mm-hmm. But you know her damage output is kind of lacking, and then you're getting redundancy with two water skill players with her and frog so that was kind Wait, of chrono just... has a revive skill oh that's right he does you're right Which seems weird because totally... he can never heal but he do- he has that for some wow, reason. wow i totally forgot about that that would have came in a lot handier <laughs> later on i totally forgot he had that wow um so i would i would definitely use chrono and frog and marl and then i actually would use um i used ayla a bit uh, Chrono Ayla and Marl, and then mm-hmm. um, I did. A, I spent a lot of time with Magus Frog and Marl was my party ah, for a bit. Nice. Um, but like when I played this game before, I pretty much I had I think I pretty much played exclusively with three characters, and this time I did find I was like actively using other combinations. Mixing I think I actually up. unlocked all the skills for every character, which I hadn't done before. What's nice about this game, and I don't, not every RPG does this, but both, but most most do is a passive leveling system so your your inactive party members do level up as your main characters they just not quite as quickly they always yeah. be like you know three to four levels behind and they don't and they get, don't get they don't get their skills that's what i was gonna say tech points see because i'm yeah. thinking they, what i'm probably gonna end up with is basically my my first liners and then my loser team which i'll just put them all together and then grind them up if i need them so because you never want anybody to be too yeah. weak I would say I would probably use Robo and Luca the least. Why does everyone um, hate Lo- Robo? He's great. I I mean I like Robo. He's got a he's got an AOE heal. He's a tank. He has a he has a lot of physical damage. He does ridiculous. He like pounds his chest and then goes flying <laughs> at enemies. That's Luca, great. yeah. I mean Luca has the like when if I knew I had to use fire, I mean I'd bring her. But otherwise I just didn't like her skills. Although I did get a weapon for her that it, it like gimped her speed. But it did crazy damage output. Oh wow! So and it actually made her like, because unfortunately, of course, like her and Marl, like f- f- in terms of physical attack, are very. I was just gonna say low hitter. Their their weapons suck too. They're both yeah. basically guns, and then Ayla gets nothing. <laughs> it's like oh, man, I bet you if you did them. like if you did Chrono Ayla and Robo, you could probably do some serious damage output with when those I, three. I was forced to use Ayla, and then I picked Robo. And they are doing some. I mean, and the other thing is too, they're they're tanks. A lot of they all have high uh, um, hit points with Robo mm-hmm. with the most, and uh, so yeah, they're pretty they're pretty tanky. They just don't quite mesh together super well. You're right. And Ayla also has a charm ability, which allows you to get items from enemies. Dude, and there's she's certain char- certain items you can only acquire through that. So the allure skill. Yeah, yeah, she's alluring. She's kissing. She's barely wearing any clothes. What's the deal with that? I mean, gosh, I mean, it, it was a different time. Nineteen ninety-five. <laughs> <laughs> active battle system, love or hate Zenith. I love the active battle system. Easily one one of the best parts of the game. It allows for unique boss battles and forces you to think differently 
than a normal turn-based RPG. I especially enjoy that the battles are seamless. I know transitions to a battle screen. That's definitely the best part, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Myself, um, I like it because I can't. You have to like. There's pressure to constantly be moving. I don't like it because sometimes I'm like trying to scroll through all these abilities to get like the very bottom uh, team attack skill. Yeah, and I usually get the enemy gets another hit out of it because of it. But also, I mean, I was always I usually would have Marl because I was using haste, but then I had everyone speed like towards later in the game. I, I was I had speed was maxed, maxed out. So. Yeah. So, so I was trying pointless. to, you know, uh, turns are coming up frequently enough. Um, yeah. I mean, when you, there was a point that I had, because uh, you get a certain weapon for Chrono early on, and it gives him plus two speed, and then you give him another plus two from a speed belt or whatever, and yeah. he's maxed. And so he's going twice as often as Robo, who's speed eight. Robo's so slow. He's ridiculously slow. So I think he's like an, I think he's like an eight or a nine. Yeah. I think most characters are usually like around a, above like a 10. eleven, yeah, 10 to, a, ten to twelve. Yeah, it, it was ridiculous. I, I'm pretty indifferent to it, honestly. I I love it at times because it it does feel different, but mostly, I find myself smashing buttons through a lot of the combat because I'm just trying to get through. I'm I, I tend not to overuse my techs, and I'm trying to get out of that thinking because I should know there's always going to be a save point, and as long as I've bought enough shelters. It shouldn't matter if I'm using my magic because there's not these I'd long have like stretches. 30 shelters always. Yeah. I mean, you got to have them because otherwise you're using too much. So, your, so useful. Of your items. Yeah. Do it, you ever use, like, use potions much? I always found like I was always nope. just healing and then using that. Only as a last resort because it's a pain in the ass to go through that item screen and then select mm-hmm. who you're trying to heal. So what I find is as long as I have magic, I'll heal with somebody. And then hopefully yeah. I come across a... Uh, save point and then use a shelter get everybody back up or just heal out of they're basically a last resort so sure do you um, find that area of effect comes into play at all not really uh i again mostly because of the smashy buttons and zenith is going to hit on something when he uh when we do his response and i feel like boss battles are really the only time that yeah these things matter whether it's the active battle system or the area of effects or doesn't matter area of effects because you're really only fighting one thing sometimes one big powerful badass guy so sure yeah i'm not i don't feel like it comes into play that much i'm too busy like trying to just get the damn thing to yeah. go off i would agree too because most of the time um there's certain bosses where i you didn't want to hit all the parts or you know by hitting this yeah. section it would trigger a counterattack that you didn't want to have or um some enemies are were, to, were immune or were, would absorb the magic attack. But otherwise, you know, I honestly, for basic enemies, I would just use physical attacks almost all the time. Lucas, play the clip. Uh, Do it I, now. I'm trying to. I, I got it. Sorry, my my computer went to sleep, and I was just like, oh, I better do it. Uh, everybody, Sean in the chat. He wants to be cheered up. He so wants we have to something. be cheered up. Well, then I have a little something for him. Here we go. Um, my oral is pretty good. I'll put it that way. If, if if that's okay for you guys to hear, like I, my oral is fine. Um, is what I is what I, <laughs> what I've been told. <laughs> anyway, thank you for stopping by, Sean. Appreciate Thanks, Sean. that. Thanks for joining the, fa- the podcast. Uh, fun fact: When I was recording that today, I had to like go from my usual one point six speed to one point oh, and I was just like. Oh my God! Is I was like, I, he I thought what I think he's I thought I had it at half speed because I was like, 
why is Sean talking so slow? Why does his music sound so slow? And it took, I was so, I'm so used to 1.6. I couldn't handle it. Oh my, my gosh. Brain it sounded different couldn't handle to you. Yeah. Normal speed. Uh, Zenith's comments. I think the area effect attacks like Cyclone, for example, are more useful in the early game. By the midpoint yeah. in the game, I typically only use strong techs that target a single enemy or magic that targets all enemies. They could have more of the area effect, but I think they make up for it by requiring unique strategies to defeat bosses. And you, like you saw that, like, you know, enemies would move around on the screen and you could have certain area effects that would hit more than one enemy if they're grouped by. Mm-hmm. But it, that kind of stops happening. You know, you just have attack all. So, I mean, you don't have to worry about area because the whole screen's the area. Right. You know, right. and usually like you're it, getting your it, ass kicked if you wait for them to group up. Whenever I think of area effect, though, that, that comes back. That's like RTS talk at this point, you <laughs> yes. know, and yes. or, or Diablo. It doesn't matter. Get them while they're clustered up. Uh, what's your favorite tech so far? Zenith, I think it's called Falcon Strike or something like that. Basically, Ayla throws Chrono in the air, and then he flies across the screen, slicing any enemies in a horizontal line. One of the only area effect techs I use in late game. Um, mine, I think, was... Um, I, I I didn't do all the triple techs, because I just didn't use the other party members that much. Yeah. I had, there were a couple items you have to acquire to unlock specific ones. But I think one of my favorites was, was Frog, Chrono, and Marl. Um, I don't remember what it was specifically, but so Chrono like jumps up in the air and then Marl like freezes his sword and he swings and it like freezes the enemy. And then frog comes across diagonally with a diagonal cut and the slash much kind of like their X strike attack. It's mm. just cool. And it does a lot of damage. Usually like frost two to three, maybe Chrono Marl and frog. You said, yeah, it's named. I think it's named something different in the DS version, Arc but impulse. Arc Impulse. That's what, yeah, that was the original one. And then it does like usually uh, two to three thousand damage. Damn, girl. Yeah. <laughs> so, you. Yeah. I like the. Ooh, uh... I talked. <laughs> Feels so good, man. That's the second reference to that yep. today. I love the giant frog just that it comes down to that frog has the frog stomp. Oh, gosh. Yes. I forgot about that. I've seen it, but I haven't seen it yet. And it's. Uh, um. It does, if your HP is lower, the lower your HP, the more damage it does. Oh, nice. We call those uh, uh, last resort attacks. Mm. Desperate attack. Uh, mine's the triple raid. That's when uh, Chrono, Frog, and Robo all sit down and play World of Warcraft together, and they go raiding with their guild. And it does 9,999 oh, no. damage. Uh, so apparently this consists, because they all basically are... They take their single techs and combine them, right? So this consists of their uh, Chronos Cyclone, which is like the first one you get. Frog's mm-hmm. Slurp Cut, which is, I don't know what it is, but it's always amusing to me to see this big tongue that's made out of little circles come out and grab an enemy and then he, and then he uppercuts him with the sword. Swings up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the Robo Tackle, which is always fun. So, yeah. But what's funny is, like, that's how they describe you have- it. Um, Robo's machine gun punch. He's like, rap. No, I don't think. So. Or I don't rapid think, punch. Yeah, or I think I'm, I'm about to unlock it. But uh, what's funny is they say that it consists of cyclone and slurp cut, but it's from what I remember, it's actually the X strike and then the mm-hmm. Robo tackle. So Ooh, I think I like X strike. This person either fucked it up or X strike is so I'm cool, stupid. but it doesn't do nearly as much damage. It should be like a final game. thing, man. It should be like they're the final dual tech or something. Cause it reminds does me cool. of like one of uh clouds, uh, finishers, you know, limit yeah. breaks. Oh, yeah. The 
cliffhanger or something like that. I think is what it's called. Cl- climb hazard or whatever. Climb- cliffhanger. No. Cliffhanger. Cross slash. That's just Tom Service is using his Super Smash Brothers reference because Omni Slash and Cross Slash and uh, Ash Slash. Bagash. Well, let's talk uh, the story so far, Lucas. Yeah. And I'm going to let you oh, God. take the lead here because, unfortunately, uh, if those of you that aren't <laughs> in our Discord actively, I fell into this game hard. Yeah. And I actually finished it today. Um, I just, it grabbed me. Man. You're and I just, a bastard. Like, I didn't know, like, how much I'd be able to play. And. So I wanted to just, like when if I had an availability, I would. And I just man, I just I couldn't stop. I you were just like it. you were enjoying like, the hell out of it. Yeah, and it was great. I think I put twenty. I think I did like twenty five, twenty six hours um, total. And the nice. problem here, here's the problem though. There's a side side mission that I think they added in the DS version of this game that involves you going from six hundred and eighty six hundred eighty AD to prehistoric. And back and like there's a portal that opens up in 65 million BC. <laughs> there's a group. Whatever. There's a group of reptites there. Yeah. That you're helping and doing all these yeah. side quests for. And so you're constantly going back between the two areas and going through this area. And it was a slog. I mean, I spent probably four to six hours doing the side quest. Gross. I mean, I had a, just a bunch of fetch quests and you're going in. There were specific, um, specific enemies that you could not avoid. So there's a couple of battles you had to fight. This is the added DS stuff, right? This yeah. wasn't in the, okay, this is one I of remember it. people. So I gained probably somewhere between, I would probably say somewhere between 10 and 15 levels doing that. So that's how I kind of got power leveled by doing that for the rest of the game. Wow. So like the end game stuff, wasn't super challenging because my characters were just buffed and I okay. had some really good equipment because I, because I did it. Dang. Um, so there is, um, there is some like end game boss. I think there's some end game bosses I can actually fight. Yeah. And I'm, I'm actually really tempted to do the new game plus just because it would be cool. If, like there's an ending. ending you can unlock if you beat the game in like under, um, so many hours and mm-hmm. that's like what the one you go back to the end of time and like all the developers are actually there <laughs> in the game so it'd be kind of cool to see but yeah um so unfortunately like i don't know i like usually in our flex plays we try to stay with an rpg rpg is a little different because they're sprawling and sometimes you can go in a different path yeah and in this game i i kind of if i wasn't in like preparing to move that kind of changed things too. Cause I didn't want to get stuck in a transitional period. So like our next one will make more of a, I'll make more of a concise hazard to stay on, you know, stay more even and we can have our, our easier discussion. But yeah. Um, with this game, this game, I love so much. I don't have a problem going back to, and it's not like, Oh, I'm done with it. I never want to touch this again. This was like a great game. So it's not like your penis. Um, <laughs> exactly. So with that said, I, you know, Lucas yeah. hasn't played as much as I have. So I'll let him take the reins here and kind of, well, yeah, and to a certain degree, I also wanted to make it manageable and not put too much in here. So I'm a little yeah. bit further than this, but this is what we'll talk about today because I'm not much further, and I wanted to be able to stop at a part that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So we left when we left off last time. We had just what saved the queen From, back in yeah. Back we in had the Yakra. Six hundred AD. Yeah. Come back. Give the give the queen back. Um, and when you have to go and find the real Marl because you or 
She comes back. That's what it was. So you save her, and then you have to save the that, queen because Marl had disappeared. All up, back right, to the future. Right. We're gonna see how bad my memory really yeah. is. Right and now. you have a trial for kidnapping the princess. Yep. So you do the trial. Uh, you go back to you go back to 1000 AD from 600, and because you kidnapped the princess, you have a trial. And what's interesting about the trial is that. It's based on what you did during the beginning of the game. In yeah, the, the Chancellor's Millennial trying, definitely trying to to slant it against you. Yeah. But, yeah, your actions are, are – all the actions you take have been showed how you're poor of character. What, or some of the actions you did are maybe redeeming qualities. What uh, how, What was your verdict in this playthrough? I was innocent. Me too. I didn't think I was going to be – I was like one vote. It was Guilty. pretty split because I had, um, I had rescued the kitten. Okay. And brought it back to the girl, but I had stolen that man's lunch. Yeah, on accident. And I, That's and right. I accident. I didn't try to. Yeah, that that screwed you then, because the only thing I didn't do was save the kitten, because I forgot about it, and I only had one guilty um, vote. Oh dang! So, and, but it didn't matter. It, it doesn't matter because he still did. You still get thrown in the dungeon. <laughs> what is did this? You, the American justice system? Did Come you on. escape the cell, or did you wait for the day of execution? I escaped. I didn't know Me I too. could wait. <laughs> I ain't waiting around. It's just crazy, like do. how many different like paths you can go in this game, and to complete things, and just how the story branches, and how you know you can fight, you can fight Lavos, and there's like three different time periods you could fight him. You can fly directly into him. You can go into this little bucket and fight him. You can not choose to do. There's certain things like you can beat the game. Like there's, I know I can't talk about it because I don't know how much you remember. And I don't want to spoil. Oh, I remember there's, like, there's, most of this. I mean, there's just there's. It's very interesting how many different paths you can take to finish the game, and that's how I. That's why there's twelve different endings. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's crazy. That's why it's also so it, hard to talk about. So yeah, yeah, we had the prison, the, and then we talked about the iconic dragon tank. Yeah, that boss fight. That that I mean, that's the one that I think most people remember is that because you have a you have a a battle here where you're dealing with three different entities. You're dealing with the head, which is healing the body. You're dealing with the body, which is, well, healing the body and the, the head and the wheels. Dealing with the wheels because it's doing this charge attack. You're dealing with the body because it's shooting off missiles. This is 600 AD, by the way, but it's shooting off missiles, which is crazy. So you get done with that. And basically what you end up what you end up doing is you end up running away, right? So yeah. you're, you, Marl knows you're innocent. You've been set up, and you're trying to escape, basically. You end up in Guardia Forest. forest. Yeah, and then when you take... The portal that you find, you find a, a gate in Guardia Forest, and it takes you to 2300 AD, the future. Yeah, this is the place that I probably remember the most. The and music, the future does the not feeling. look good. It looks no. like you've discovered that there's a, a calamity has befallen the land. It's the humanity is starving. Um, there's these mutants, there's robots that are destroying people. There, there's no food. It's apocalypse What's gonna happen? now. Yeah. Yeah, so you end up in uh, a dome. You go talk to some people in a dome. They, um, you have to pass through the ruins, which a lot of people haven't done before. Everyone's hungry. Everyone's miserable. They only are surviving through the um, these little things that basically heal you but don't feed you. They just keep you. Yeah. Oh, it was like a night's worth of rest in one hour or thirty yeah. minutes. Yeah. So you're or you're you're body is nurtured in a way but you're you're not like you're still starving (laughs) you're nurtured but not nourished um 
So then you go to the next dome, which is a past the ruins. And these people talk about a guy who went down below because this is refrigeration unit. There used to be food down there. This guy goes to define where all this food is. So you kind of decide to help out these people. You go down there and uh, you find the guy after you have a, a boss fight with a thing called the Guardian, which is the reason why they didn't go down there in the first place. Basically, this giant yeah. computer that had two little helper bots you had to fight. And uh, the only thing left down there was a seed. The refrigeration units all died out long time ago. And yep. they've been holding out hope for something that basically did, never Did existed. you have them plant that seed? Yeah, I gave it to them. Uh, talk to the old guy. Oh, what do you have there? That's all Don't. that was left. Again, there's a choice you can make. You either have them plant the seed or not. So, well, and what's interesting is they events. don't go, do you want to talk to the old man to have him plant the seed? Yes or no? You just, if you miss it, you might not even know that was a Press possibility. X, plant the seed. And you'll see that there's a series of doors that you can't open. They're all sealed dun, dun, with a mysterious symbol. That's the noise it makes. <laughs> excellent, you go, excellent rendition. Uh, then we discover... Lavos, yeah. You see, a, there's a computer screen that you're able to power up briefly, and you see that this great apocalypse was caused by Lavos in 1999 AD. Is when Lavos emerged and destroyed the world. To some sick pipe organ music, I might add. That's right. Uh, <laughs> then we go to the pro, make your way to the protodome, and we discover there's a robot there named Robo. Yeah, who's not? He's not so bad after all. I love Robo. Great. And that's a kind of that's kind of a cool whole sequence. The whole sequence of getting Robo powering it up, and then the, like the battle that ensues because all the other robots are like, "That's against your programming. You're supposed you're to defective. destroy humans." And he's like, "No, I'm not going to do that." And they like destroy him. You know, yeah. before and he's like, you're right. "No, like, don't like, oh, don't fight my no. friends. They don't realize they just are doing their programming." They're yeah, like, fuck your friends, dude. I'm going to kill him. <laughs> so you eventually save Robo, go through a gate again, and all of a sudden you're at the end of time itself. What What the hell? What are all what? the... What the hell? We didn't even fight yet. Uh, Which basically um, kind of serves as your gateway, I guess. You know, yeah. it's a plane of existence. There's this, there's a... It's a hub world. What, uh, thank you. Who's the guy The guy that's by the light post there? That's not Specchio. He's Old the man magic time. guy. Isn't it old, old man, man of time? something like that. And there's other gateways Father you can time. open. That, there's other gates you can access. So you, now you can travel a little more freely between the time periods. And there's a, a, a Specchio, the battle champion. I don't know, whatever. He'll teach all your characters magic. They'll learn actually their element. And then you can fight him for practice. But he actually gives you some nice items too. The music so. is deceptively delightful, by the way. Yes, it is. Is it's just like oh this is fun I'm having fun and then you fight and he kicks your ass. Yeah, you get the magic music iconic. It just gets stuck in your head. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that next episode for sure. You get your magic, and then you go back to 1000 AD, and you end up in a cabinet, a kitchen cabinet. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, you break out break out of the cabinet and there's all these little imps around. You're yep. like, what? You're in like a, you're basically in Monster Town because uh, yeah. the monsters they, here have a town and they're they're pissed off about humans. Basically they hate doing humans. the same thing. Yeah, stinky humans. Uh, they. This is about around the time that I, I, I think it was around here that I started to kind of wander around a little bit because I wasn't exactly sure what to do, but Somebody in a tavern or something tells you to go check out a cave called Hecron Cave. And because somebody, 
one of your party members mentions that we need to go back to six or 1000 AD to lean square so that you can uh, basically do what you do next. Go back and fight. You're supposed you're trying to get towards Magus Magus because you right. were under the understanding that you're saying that Magus lava. summoned Lavos. Yes. In yes. 680. So you're trying to, to stop Magus from summoning Lavos in 680. Right. And that was a little confusing at first because I didn't know right where to go. But you kind of wander around and there's only a few ways to go from here. So you end up there eventually anyways. Yeah. So you so, go through this cave and you fight what I thought was kind of the first real difficult battle for me. I didn't lose, but it was like I almost got my ass handed to Yeah, Hecran was a bitch. And actually the first... Um, there was a boss I was stuck at for a bit, a little bit later on that we'll probably talk to, uh, we'll talk about in the next episode, but, um, get through Hecran and eventually you get, you know, you go through back, you'll get to 600 AD. And it's interesting because the bridge at one point, the bridge isn't, isn't built to the South. Yeah. Then it is built, but now you've got Magus's army is invading. So you're helping the, the royal family defend the bridge and you have to fight again like we talked about in that cutscene zombor that yeah. weird skeleton he has three parts he has the head the torso and the legs mm-hmm. and depending on what order you defeat them in they do different things yep like like it was a, the legs are running wild <laughs> <laughs> one was um what like one's only you can only attack with magic and one you can only attack with physical. I yeah. Yeah. Like, and like big, if you attack yeah. the one with magic, it'll heal it instead. And yeah, those type of things. Yeah. And then you uh, eventually you work your way into finding out because you, you run into frog uh, and he decides that he's not worth it because he's not worth his his own spit because he feels responsible for Queen Lean getting kidnapped and yep. everything. So he kind of goes off and does his own thing, and you learn about uh, a sword called the Mass Immune, which yep. was wielded by the hero Cyrus. Cyrus. Yeah. yeah, you get all this backstory about Frog, and there's this great hero Cyrus and his um, how do I want to his squire almost yeah, that's Glenn. What I felt, you know, squire, and, but also somewhat of an equal because he Cyrus yeah. does say, you know, you could have been a knight too. Yeah, Cyrus does say mention how like how great of a swordsman Glenn was, even a superior swordsman. Yeah, to Glenn, Cyrus, so. Glenn being Frog because he's a human at this yeah. point. But you yeah. learn so you why get, you get all this backstory about Frog and what happened and how he was they were chasing down Magus and eventually um, they just they killed Cyrus and then transformed Glenn into a frog and banished him. So now frog feels like he's not, he's not worthy. He's discouraged. So now you're kind of finding first you're you're on a quest to repair the Moss immune, yeah. repower it, get the hero's badge to, to bring frog back to a sense. Reinstill his, uh, his <laughs> self-worth and his, yeah. his vigor. Yeah. So you, yep. Interesting too. Everyone says this little kid is the champion. He's the chosen one. And just because he Ta-ta found the badge or whatever his name was. Yeah. To- uh, was it Toma or a Toma? Torah or something like that? Name. It was a T. Yeah. Yeah. So he turned, he just found it and went along with it. And there's this like whole secondary thing going on in this entire town yeah. about this hero with the badge. He goes off to fight. You, you talk to his dad, and he's like, I never knew that my son was the, the hero. Right. And then you do all this stuff, and you find out, like, he it was just this little kid, and he was just going yeah. along with it. So you did all that. You went to Magus's castle. You fought Magus. No, no, no. Cool... You're, you're, you're... 
You're getting. No, I'm, little... I'm asking if that's what. Oh yeah, yeah. That's... So where I'm at actually is a. Li... I'm at the Tyranno layer, so I'm a little okay. bit further than this. But basically, where I thought we should stop was you get the. You you talk to Melquire, which you meet early in. Uh, Melquire's uh, in Lean Square during the the festival. Yeah, he mentions that he's a, a swordsmith or yep. whatever so you... makes him. When you're over by Hecarin's, you go talk to him uh, because he it's a house. Like you're like, what the hell is this? And he says he gives you hints. You find out that uh, oh, that's right, 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 right. Yeah, I was way ahead. I'm not, you're not fighting Magus yet because you have to. You have to. He says that he could repair because you have at this point you have like the hilt. The hilt. Which you, have you, the, find, you have the broken Masamune. Yeah, you find Masamune the hilt at this point. You find the hilt or no the sword from. Uh, you go to this cave and you fight Masa and Mune, which are basically the two protectors the of, the sword, of the sword, but the also, protectors of yeah, it. also the sword. And then, uh, so you get the blade and then you show frog, the, the hero badge. And he, he's like, I have to think about this. And then he moves away from this pot, which has a shiny thing on it. And you're like, what's this? Oh, that's right. Thank you. And you take yes. it and it's so the he, hilt. So he had the hilt. Yeah. All this time. So you have a broken sword and you take it to Melquire and he says, Oh, I could fix this, but I would need this magical, I need this red stone, but it hasn't been seen for thousands of years. It hasn't been seen for at least exactly 65 million, million years. years. And you're like, How oh, hmm. convenient. We can travel there. Yes. And so that's kind of where I found myself uh, stopping our little adventure is you go back and Way, way, way back in time to 65 million BC, the time of dinosaurs and human beings. Find out next time on Dragon Ball Z. That's right. There's How do you like it? Like, I, I read that someone didn't like the cutscenes because you would see the cut, the animated cutscene, and then it would play out, and then you would see it play out. But I kind of like the the contrast because you get to see the cutscene. And then you kind of see what they did with the limited technology at, at their hands and how yeah. they use the in-game engines to try to communicate that. And I, I found they were all like the robo, like that for when we, when you discover robo, that was like the first one you really get a substance yeah. since the intro. Like you, and uh, I thought they did really well there. You'll get to see a, you'll see one with Ayla and there's a real cool one with, with a frog when you're eventually going after Magus. But yeah, I think I've seen that one already. Cause uh, it's in his layer and it, yeah, it just, they just take what happens and they translate it to anime, which is like, I'm fine with that. And I think it's good that they left the original in too. Otherwise it would seem really disjointed. And like you said, it is cool to see. I mean, it basically plays out the way I imagined it anyways. Cause when you're playing these old games, all we had at the time was our imagination, you know, it was like right. one step above reading. So you're looking at all these sprites and just kind of, picturing what's really happening if it were a movie in your head. So I have what's, no problem with it. What's the resolution of those videos like on the PC? Because on the DS, they're pretty bad. I think they're okay. I would say they're probably widescreen standard definition, maybe 720p. I wonder what the – I don't know what the like the resolution of a PlayStation would have been, you know, because that's what those yeah. were developed for. Those, those That's what they were really originally designed for was PlayStation 1. I mean it looks pretty much like a DVD a widescreen DVD as far mm. as I'm concerned. So it's not bad. It just looks like old anime, I guess, Yeah, you know, but you know, pretty crazy. So already we've gone through 1080 to 600 AD to 2300 AD back to 1000, back to 600 to wow. 65,000. Yeah. And this and is before still, you get the other. Um, thing. 
one time period you haven't been to yet. Uh, yes. I think 12, 12 million, 12,000 BC or something. I know like what you're talking about because I've, I've been there before just yeah. on this playthrough. Yeah. One of probably the most popular and most remixed songs of all time is in that um, <laughs> that era. So Yeah. But we'll talk so about just, that it, next week. Just so interesting how like the hopping is going around and there's going to be a lot of puzzle solving that involve placing items and reacquiring them. And because um, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you a pro tip that'll help your your playlist. Because I didn't know this was a thing. Okay. So eventually, you know, you get you get an item that lets you to open the sealed chests. Yeah. Go to the earliest time period that they're available. Actually, go to 600 AD. Okay. Go to open one, charge it with a pendant, go to open it, and then say no. Leave the item in there. Then go to 1000 AD and then open it, and you get an upgraded version of the item. Oh, dang. I feel like I remember, like, I would, I don't remember that personally, but now I don't know how you would, like, how as a player you're supposed to discover that. Yeah. Maybe through playing more than one time. But still, why would you ever do it unless you were like, I wonder what happens if I do this? Yeah. That's so. good to know. That's good to know. Because I want the most powerful everything. Like most of those, like in the sealed chest, most of the items are like, uh, it's like a, they're armor of various elemental properties that either absorb or have reduce damage, damage to certain yeah. spell types. So like fire or shadow or, you know. So far or, I have not res- resorted to using any walkthroughs. Probably to my detriment, from what I can, t- from what I've seen when I was just looking yeah. back at like. I, I will happened. say this: I did not use a walkthrough until I got to the end game stuff because I, I did, I did want to ensure, I did want to get like the true ending true to ending. the game on yeah. this playthrough. So I, and I, so I wanted to make sure I was doing what it took to get that. Yeah, I don't blame you there, especially when you said the thing that you were doing that took four hours or whatever. <sighs> I would want that to end. I did do all that by myself, but it's just, man, it just was a slog. And I was just like, why do they design it this way? Like having, having to like go through this whole region and have to fight unskippable battles. And it wasn't a challenge, but I mean, literally I just leveled so much there. Like, it's funny you say that because that's actually probably the one thing I would add to the game is to be able to, um, whoops, sorry, would be to be able to, actually speed up battles a little bit because sometimes I feel like I'm just trying to mash a to get through some of the, you know, that's one thing I, I think Zena to talk about. There is like a, you can, there is like a, in the option, I think you can turn up the battle speed. Yeah. But then the message or, and that, but then it becomes harder to actually react because the whole battle speed turns up. So mm. I think you would have to turn off active battle system and do the weight system. Otherwise you couldn't physically react to that fast enough because I started it higher, but it was too high and I went back to normal. Mm, got so. it. So that's what we'll talk about in two weeks' time. So next week we'll be back with another What You Playing episode. I think it's looking like we're gonna do two more episodes and then be done. Yeah, it's tough right now because we don't we're not gonna have a lot of variety of our other shows, but you kind of have to like it's gonna be you know your What You Playing builds up way too fast otherwise yeah, yeah. and you know we're gonna get through chrono trigger so we'll have but to that, figure out that's our bread and next. butter though and then when yeah. we're done with chrono trigger we can go back to to uh you know maybe a safe yeah. space or a, take a break doing for a little bit before we delve then, into another you know, game something else and then yep delve into metal sure because that's what you said so that's that's gonna do it for flex to place chrono trigger number two so at Ooh. this time i gotta say hey 
Thank you to all of our patrons, but a special thanks to our Arbiters of Awesomeness, Josh Brown, Kyle Hyman, Tyler Rowland, Tom Servo, Matt Knight, and Zach Bradshaw, our Executor of Excellence, Edward Cannell, and please bow before the Crusaders of the Legion, Dan, Anthony, and Devin Tyus. We thank you all for your support. If you want to join the Flex Legion, please check out patreon.com slash flex to pose. Thanks again to Josh Brown. Or Josh Brown. That's one of our patrons. Thank you to Jonathan Brown for that pop-in remix of the Flex Post theme. Yes. And speaking of remixes, let's play one from Overclock Remix coming to you tonight. Tonight. Got from what game is this? Black Ace? Oh, no, that's our remixer. Black Ace is our Kyoto remixer. Kyoto Ninden Tiandi. Released by Tecmo. Better known as Samurai, as well. Samurai Pizza Cats. Brah. Wow, I did not know that was ever a game. I just knew the bad yeah. anime. Me either. I thought it was at least... Well, guess what? If you know about the anime, you're going to hear a lot of clips of that in the song. Okay, great. So. The song is called TND. It's by Black Ace. It's uh, the song Defeat. It's EDM. It's energetic and happy. Black... So we're going to play this remix. Black Ace did that hopping remix of uh, Contra Hardcore. Ooh. Let's party. Okay. That one. Okay, cool. It's freaking sweet. I got it. This one's not it. as good, though. So we're going to play this remix. We'll escape out into the night and leave yeah. you for yet another week. Thank Ooh. you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you for the shares. Thank you for all the things. We'll probably play that Sean Capri clip again here in the uh, final mix just because we can. And, you know, Lucas still needs some time. So I'm just going to sit here and tell you more no, about I was saying we'll play it five more times. Oh, I just turned myself down. I thought you so needed ready. five more minutes. No, like, no, oh boy, God, five more minutes. Uh, we're going to play that Sean. We're going to play that Sean clip five more times and as always guys thank you we appreciate everything you guys do for us stay safe stay healthy and uh hey maybe we'll do a flexible happy hour this weekend stick around for that be well
Um, my oral is pretty good. I'll put it that way. If, if, if that's okay for you guys to hear, like, I, my oral is fine, um, is what I, is what I, <laughs> what I've been told. <laughs> anyway, 